0: Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda. And welcome to The Pemberley Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Pemberley Podcast. This week, we have a very special episode because we interviewed the one and only Jane Bennett, Laura Spencer. She was so lovely. Oh, my goodness. We, first of all, she's just beautiful. We got lost in her eyes. We did. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh she's! I'll, I'll be
1: mortified if she's listening to this now oh, she, well she is <laughs> hi Laura maybe we loved meeting you and we talked yeah. about you very fondly after you left uh, but she just told us all about her experience and it was really really wonderful yeah. getting to just sit down with her and talk about
0: everything talk about the Lizzie Bennett diaries and especially likeness which was very exciting
1: and she just got engaged so we got to hear about that oh man yeah. it's, it's so great guys <laughs> yeah and that's at the end so you have to listen all the way through <laughs> So without further ado, check out our interview with Laura Spencer. Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of the Pemberley Podcast. This week, we have a very special guest. Um, She played Jane on the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, and she's also been on TV shows such as Criminal Minds, Two Broke Girls, The Big Bang Theory, Switched at Birth. And she was one of the writers and star of Likeness. Laura Spencer, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Live studio audience. <laughs> yes, I love that. Thank you for the introduction. Sure. So why don't you? Why don't we start from like the very beginning? What made you like want to become an actor, and like when did you come out to L.A. and like what did you start doing? Right.
2: Um, what made me want to become an actor uh, was that I missed it a lot when I stopped doing it. So. <laughs> I was a creative kid. I was dabbling in dance, like visual arts, things like that. I I had some acting classes, but I never did anything professionally because my parents didn't push that and they didn't want that. They wanted me to just do things for fun, extracurricular activities through Mm -hmm. school, things like that. So, oh, and I was like in the band and everything. So I was kind of always doing something in the arts. And in college, I decided not to major in acting. Okay, What did you study? I started studying in psychology. That's mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a therapist, which I still feel like I could have done that. In life. Oh,
0: interesting. Because okay.
2: it, it goes hand in hand, yeah, the sure. interest in the way our brains work and connection with human beings, things like that. I mean, yeah. And listening, responding, sense. and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I even applied to another college thinking I was going to go actually commit to studying psychology, and then I was approached by a non-major teacher that I was taking an acting class through. And he said uh, something like, you know, your, your work ethic and uh, the work you've done in my class has like far exceeded some of the majors of acting in school. And, and have, do you have any interest? Because I would really love to champion you to come be in the program here. And it was this huge moment of somebody really believing in me. It's not that I, it's not that I didn't believe in myself. I just, hadn't really fully considered doing it for real because I just didn't grow up thinking that I would ever be an actor for a living.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, so that was like the first step of somebody pushing me to take a chance on something. I didn't get in. I got on a um, waiting list. And so I thought I was going to go to this other school, which is in Kansas. I went to school in Oklahoma. And oh. at the very last minute I got into the program Yay. Um, oh, wow. from that wait list. So yeah. it sort of, I don't know if I believe in destiny, sure, either, but it yeah. was this kind of weird push that did lead me into this path that did ultimately bring me to LA, but it was all very delayed and all at a time where once I got into the program, it meant so much to me. So I worked that much harder. I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have worked that hard as a freshman in college, you know? So <laughs> I, it was nice because I got my beginning college years out of the way. And then I, by the time I started the acting program there, I was very focused on my actual schoolwork and Mm -hmm. things like that. (laughs) So, (laughs) And then, yeah, I I met a casting director in Oklahoma who also uh, saw potential and he uh, really pushed me to get an agent in Dallas. So I worked in Texas before moving to LA. Oh, cool. Developing my resume, getting more credits under my belt. I joined the union through a, a job I booked doing that and... Came out here really prepared. That's my personality. I I tell this a lot to people, but I feel like you could just as easily just take a risk and come out here and sure, yeah, and have some luck along the way. I I feel like my path is very uh, appropriate for who I am. Like I couldn't have done it otherwise. Mm. Um, I like to be prepared and feel like I know what I'm doing. So that that's sort of what brought me here. And that was eight no yeah eight years ago. Wow
0: possibly. yeah. yeah. That's is cool. How long have you all been in LA? Well, we're from Southern California. Oh, you were? Yeah. Actually <laughs> coincidentally from the same hometown. We Where? went to uh, rival high schools. Yeah. Rancho Caboonga. <laughs> <room>. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love
2: the name Rancho. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's very memorable. Like in LA for like two years, I guess. Same. Yeah. Like
1: I like I graduated college in December of twenty fifteen. Kind okay. of pretty much been like sort of working out here since.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. And I like had jobs prior to really coming to LA and then kind of felt like, all right, I have enough experience maybe to break in a little easier, but still had difficulty. Everyone does, but Everyone you, know, does, yeah. you know, you try to come as prepared as you can and yeah. like still it's it is that bit of luck and what happens and just the connections you make. So well yeah, I
2: mean the I had a teacher say luck is opportunity meets preparation.
0: Yeah. Oh wow yeah very I mean, true. So
2: <laughs> I agree, I agree with
0: that. Yeah <laughs>
1: Cool. So you like got to LA and then how long were you in LA before sort of the Lizzie Bennett diaries came your way? I guess it so would be a couple years, like three ish years. <laughs> <Well>, Cause
2: last <laughs> well, year we years. were saying it was five years last yeah. year. So right. I guess probably yeah, it's going to be. So successful. I guess it was a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I don't think a single one of us knew what we were getting into. I don't think any of us thought anyone would watch it. We just, I, I personally didn't know who Hank Green was at the time. I didn't know mm. anything about the world of YouTube. I had no idea about people who love Jane Austen being so devoted to a series like this. I, I just didn't know going in, which I think was a good thing because we all just made the, I think we made the first eight episodes Okay. Uh, without knowing what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And then that it sure got so. released into the world and then we saw the reaction and I, I'll never forget the feeling of the build of all of these people coming together that, just genuinely were so appreciative that this had been made. And um, because of the way we filmed it, that we were sort of right along with the fans of, mm-hmm. of what um, was coming out and um, all of the cross-social media, the Twitter accounts of the characters. I mean, we were all I – mean, I, I remember when Darcy was cast and how exciting <laughs> that was. Yeah. And we were all there with everyone that was watching yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah, also yeah. fans of the show. <laughs> and, like, it was just this cool – Thing that we had no idea what we were stepping into. But I think that that's why it was so special for
1: all mm-hmm. of us. That's awesome. So like what sort of changes did you start to notice in terms of the Lizzie Bennett Diaries making an impact on people and then you finding out about it? Was it just like your social media was blowing first, up?
2: Well, um, I didn't really have a lot of social media. I didn't have a Twitter before Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Bernie Sue had kind of said, you know, you guys need to get online so that you can interact with people watching the show. And um, that was so terrifying um, mm-hmm. because on my end, I think I had this pressure of uh, needing to be Lizzie or needing to be, Lizzie, needing to be Jane <laughs> mm-hmm. for people um, who were watching the show because people loved her so much. And, and she, she is this like really lovely person. Mm-hmm. And, and I just was so scared that if I slipped up and like said a curse word or something, somebody would be like, oh. <gasps>
1: no <laughs> I, you're not Jane
2: you know and so that scared me but it it, it was a really cool way in because yeah. everyone was so positive surrounding yeah. the show mm-hmm. like I, I don't feel like that's normal on certain things like people kind of weigh in with negative commentary I feel, yeah. I feel like most of it was really positive feedback mm-hmm. and I'd say the biggest Turning point was VidCon that year okay. because it was uh, yeah because yeah. it was the four girls I mean and then we obviously introduced um,
0: Bing and Carolina yeah at yeah, yeah.
2: VidCon maybe yeah. Max um,
0: at that point he was there filming so I'm sure he must have right. been yeah and, but like up until that point it had been the
2: four of us yeah and very contained um, yeah. yeah very contained again like it's one thing to read something nice that somebody has said but it's another to meet someone in person yeah and hear yeah, what yeah. the show has meant that was new to all of us none of us had been on any series before like we it was just so cool to be meeting everybody and again though I was like secretly having this stress that I was gonna disappoint people because I wasn't Jane but I was trying to be Jane and there's aspects of me that are Jane-like, and I was just so sure. nervous about that whole thing. Yeah. And and I look back on that and kind of regret being nervous at all. I mm. don't know what I was
0: so afraid of. Sure. It was this, this weird thing where people maybe saw you walking around like, are they the actor? Are they like, in character? I was, and wear- like- I was wearing Jane
2: clothes. Okay. Like, I was asking the um, – because I had worked with this girl who was letting me wear some of her clothes on the show. And so I just – because I didn't really have anything in my wardrobe that was – Cool for a convention. I was like, "Can I borrow some more dresses?" And so I kind of intentionally leaned into that.
0: Okay, uh-huh. but
2: weird. I I don't think I would ever do that again because um, <laughs> I feel like I've uh, over the years found a little more confidence in myself and understanding that that's not what people need. But it, it was so new and unknown that that was sort of
1: I get it. Weird. Yeah, I, like <laughs> there was sort of a lot of prick because like I feel like you guys were like it was like sort of one of the first web series to have like a huge fan base, and so you could have like it was like the Harry Potter of like (laughs) literary web series and so like there could be like a midnight book selling or whatever and it could be big or whatever if you got all the fans (laughs) together so that's funny I get it so wait did you borrow this girl's clothes to play Jane in the web series
2: yeah so um because fashion was such a thing for Jane on Mm -hmm. the show uh, and we didn't have a wardrobe person yeah so we were relying they were relying on us to be bringing our own wardrobe and I built this whole aesthetic around Jane that was, you know, something that I understood, but wasn't totally actually mine, but I had a lot of vintage stuff and I had fun creating this look for her, but I started to need more pieces that were believably for her blog. I I asked Bernie because he worked in fashion, had some some people that he knew and uh, linked up with this girl who helps with some of the dresses you've seen oh, on the so show so like yeah. the snickerdoodles outfit that oh. then was the pink outfit with, the, with, the, with like, the flower on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was her stuff and so i she had some other things that were like a little less jane that were still cool so i just asked can i wear
1: these <cute> <laughs> We talk about your look, I think, every single episode that you're on.
0: Those yeah. <laughs> We're like, can we take a second and talk about what she's wearing? Yeah. It's such a dramatic episode. I'm like, but
1: Jane looks great right yeah.
2: now.
0: <laughs> like, she's so sad,
1: but this is <laughs> was like, man, she's
2: cute in that, though. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I know. That was such a large component to her. I mean, it was important. Like, she, I couldn't just – I mean, she was just that was part of her character. She needed mm-hmm. to always be kind of put together, but – effortless in it but still yeah yeah yeah. you
1: know totally Mm -hmm. (laughs) so was Jane the only role that you auditioned for for Lizzie Bennet yeah wow yeah um and did you do any like chemistry reads or anything with the other uh, cast
2: members yeah our callback was at a theater and like a like a stage theater and I remember because there were options of blondes brunettes (laughs) and then I saw the redheads and I was thinking (laughs) okay, good ladies, it <laughs> be good because I'm relying on you. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's so interesting to think back on how different people's interpretations were of these characters. And then sure. I ended up getting cast. And I just, because I, I remember Mary Kate's um, performance as Lydia. Like, she, she just came in. I mean, it, and I remember Ashley. I remember the other girls. Everyone was fantastic in their own way. But mm-hmm. obviously, I'm grateful that Ashley and Mary Kay kicked so much ass. Because, yeah,
0: like, yeah, team yeah.
1: Redhead, <laughs> <laughs> <Team> redhead.
0: <laughs> you were all watching each other, right? We Audition? were all. It, it, it's never like that, right? It's, it's never like that. Weird. We were yeah. all
2: in a theater together,
0: so it's and such getting a, up and right. It's such a weird thing to watch other Janes and like do their interpretation. Yeah, and, and, and all the charlottes like, were there too,
2: oh, and wow. like we just were all watching each other's auditions. That never happens, but <laughs> something kind of communal about. I don't know. I mean, obviously we, we were on the getting past end of it. So, but it, I don't know. It was unique for sure.
1: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, had you read Pride and Prejudice before coming on board? I
2: had, I had read like in school. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. yeah, yeah. But I, I, again, that was another thing that I was very nervous about because I wanted so badly to be with everyone that was a fellow Jane Austen. I wanted to be, that too. And, and I wasn't, and I was so ashamed that I wasn't an Austinite in life. <laughs> um, but now I understand that that's okay. But yeah, no, I, and I reread it as we were working on it and mm-hmm. I'm constantly impressed by how they were adapting it. And I and it really, I think, benefited this. series. I mean, we had amazing writers, um, but I think truly it did benefit the series that Ashley was so mm-hmm. versed in Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. because she really had uh, opinions, you know, mm-hmm. when something wasn't quite right for her as oh, Lizzie, interesting. and she was vocal about that in a really productive way. Hmm. And I think she did right by that show. She she really was a collaborator as well, and I
1: I was constantly very impressed by that. And I hmm. think our show very much benefited
2: with her at the helm. Hmm.
1: That's great. So were yeah. you sort of like us audience members, sort of like trying to guess how they would adapt? Uh, certain part, like, modernize certain parts of the novel.
2: Right. I th- I, I'm i trying to remember if we knew how they were going to do the scandalous stuff with Lydia. I feel like Mary-Kate was told, and I mean, we must have known. I feel like they kind of clued us in a little bit of what, especially with her, of, like, is mm-hmm. this okay? Right. Mm-hmm. But it was always just the scripts themselves. Um, the Like, whenever they started to write funny stuff for Jane, that was always... Great, like I, I wasn't expecting that because I don't know they they could they they started to really hear our voices as the actors and that was always a fun surprise to see mm-hmm. how they would have done mm-hmm. our natural personalities to help with the adaptation as well. Yeah, um, I don't remember when I knew what they were going to do with Bing in the end.
1: I, I feel like that it's been so long. I don't <laughs> know sure I remember if
2: I knew how they were going to handle the proposal. Well, it's so funny. I, I don't think there was like an
1: official proposal at the end that didn't technically. It was the modern. Was the thing. It was sort of, of like, well you Yeah, have, like, yeah. Can yeah. we go together? together yeah. And yeah. me saying no, like <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it it's kind
2: of different. But like you know, we can we can both go, but we need to have our separate thing. I mean, I, that was that was a cool twist on that. Uh, and I'm trying to think if that was something I knew they
1: were going to do until I saw the script. Maybe that might have been a little bit of a surprise, but a good one. Did yeah. you
0: know what like Jane's indiscretion was going to be? Because that's something that's mentioned by Darcy a little early on, or by Episode sixty, and it then was, it's yeah. like, kind of brought up again about Jane's indiscretion of why he told Bing, Bing that was, wouldn't yeah. be being and Jane wouldn't be good together. But it wasn't really mentioned until like the very end. Mm-hmm. Did you know about the indiscretion at all? Not really. No. Uh, I mean, like, they're, like whenever
2: I are – are you just saying, like, when I have, wasn't in episodes, like, did I kind of know what was going on with the you know, yeah, plot exactly. laid out? Were you or clued
1: into that at all or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> simple question, simple answer. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what are you most proud of that came out of the Lizzie Bennet diaries for you?
2: Hmm. That's a nice question. Um, I – Really, um well, I'm proud of everybody. I, I think uh, what was nice was the casting along the way was also very collaborative. Like, they, they made sure that we had chemistry with the people that were cast. And I mm. think that was really important to the show. Because we started as this four, this group of four. And that, as we expanded the cast, like, that needed to fit with everyone to still feel like a family. Because it did feel like a family mm. the whole way through. I think I'm really proud of all of us for speaking up for what we wanted and what our hopes were for the show. On my specific end, I'm proud of what I created with Jane's aesthetic cuz she never she never got to have like her own vlog or anything like that cuz that just wasn't part of her personality. And so I really put all my energy into her Tumblr and her um, Pinterest and all, all of that like the fashion shoots and stuff, styling that, that was a different artistic part of mm-hmm. a, um, an acting job that yeah. you wouldn't otherwise get to do. Mm-hmm. But I was so um, protective of like what I was establishing as her aesthetic and I was proud of making that. And yeah, it was yeah, a fun, yeah. creative mm-hmm. endeavor in that regard, outside of the acting part.
0: And that is fun to be able to, like, kind of feel like you are also building this character along the way. She felt real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there, that, because she was in a way – like, there, it, she,
2: she was a full – I probably never lived in a character that fully hmm. ever, and it was fun.
1: Did you feel like you had any strong thoughts or feelings about the way that your character's career trajectory, as well as your relationship with Bing went? Because I know you all sort of had your, like, thoughts and opinions. Do you feel like – any of that or any of your personality sort of went into Jane's conclusion?
2: I think they knew what they were doing. I didn't have, again, I didn't have as much input on it because I wasn't as um, like well-versed in the Pride and Prejudice story. So I kind of just let the writers who were do their job. And I don't think I ever had any sort of strong opinion about anything because I always liked what they were doing and it always made sense. I remember... I don't want to get this wrong either. I'm sitting here thinking like, maybe you don't remember a
1: certain <laughs> thing. Um, but It's fine. It's not yeah. a police record. <laughs> right. I
2: feel like I trailed off there. That's mine. Um,
1: yeah. Well, we know how the sort of Bing med school thing came to be. Jay Bushman told us that eventually fans started pointing out to them like, Hey, Bing's never in class. Right. Right. It's <laughs> not exactly. happening. And so they're like, aha, like he wasn't in class. He was figuring out his life the whole time. <laughs> that's hilarious you know what I will say
2: The I do wonder and I don't know I don't think I can confirm this or not because I wasn't on the writing team but I do think the fans informed certain things along the way I really do I think that the nature of the show being so it, it was collaborative with the fans as well mm. the Show, which mm-hmm. I think is why it was so fun because yeah. certain things that were being said kind of came to fruition and I don't know I think um, the show listened to people's critiques and uh dealt with them accordingly and and it was a good it, it wasn't one of those things where it's like we're not being listened to like this isn't what we sure. want yeah it always felt like the show came through for the
0: diehards you know that's such a delicate, <laughs> delicate balance between like listening too much and right. like taking their opinions too much to heart right. and like still steering the, you're you're the one who's still steering the story so right very cool <laughs> <laughs> transition
1: to a different project tell us about likeness and how oh, you yeah. worked on that and what's that been what that's been like
2: well I just saw a rough cut
1: of oh it's, nice. yeah well, that's
2: exciting, exciting it's always exciting and scary terrifying but amazing and I also didn't know it was going to happen they um just oh, sent it to me in an email I was at the park with my dog and I'm like we
1: gotta go home <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've got, like this to watch, but it's, Emily had told me before in regards to the edit, uh, she had told me that she was going to wait, um, to show me a version after a few, um, iterations had passed because okay. the first time you see a cut, you can never get that moment back. And any notes I have in that moment are going to be some of the most crucial notes because after that, You've seen it a lot. Yeah, You know the story so well. So it's hard to have an objective mm-hmm. eye on it. So mm-hmm. that moment was important. So I was really aware when mm-hmm. I saw it for the first time. I'm like, okay, you're watching this as a producer. Do not watch yourself. Do not, <laughs> because if I watch projects that I'm in, I am critiquing myself. It's just the way of an actor. But it's like I really had to turn on writer and producer head. And it was such a cool experience to do. And I think my notes were Constructive. So I think it went well, but no, the whole project came to pass because I worked with Emily Diana Ruth around the time of the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Actually, I, through being on Twitter for the first time through the show, I was following people kind of getting acclimated to the world of, Hey, you know, I've got this thing. Anybody have an answer to this thing? And, Mm -hmm. um, it was posted that Someone's friend in Canada was trying to find a lead actress in their short. And I, oh, I don't know, I just went to her YouTube channel, saw that she was super talented. And I sent a message saying, me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it turns out she was a fan of the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Oh, that's that's perfect. Great. Yeah, we met up at, uh, not VidCon, at um, WikiCon in Chicago. And I auditioned for her at that convention. Hmm. And then went, I think a month later, to film this short in Huntsville, uh, which is their cottage country. So it was okay. a super beautiful time of year. And I got to see Canada and fell in love. And we stayed in contact. And then we started getting closer. Not like, kind of, it's funny. It's like, it was such a professional relationship. And then at some point, we we were, I mean, it felt like camp when we were filming The water Fine. And we all got along so well. And I bonded with everybody during that. But it's like, it's so interesting when it's long distance and you become closer somehow.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And so finally we just, um, I think it was Emily who said it. She said, do you have any idea, any ideas in your brain of anything you'd ever want to be in and make? Cause I would love to work with you again. And I, I think that we should collaborate on something. And so uh, her friend Jamie, who had also produced, Waters and who I knew as well, we all got together and they came to LA and we came up with this idea <laughs> and it, once it it hit, it just kind of kept building and building and everything everything has come together in this very great way with that. Hmm. And um, not that there haven't been challenges along the way, but it has been really interesting this course of events of deciding we're going to work together. Okay, we make the idea and then we within a year we were filming it after having raised the money successfully for it. And then now I'm seeing the edit of it and (laughs) we're going to be submitting it soon to festivals and hopefully um, taking meetings to pitch it as a larger idea. That would be Mm -hmm. the ultimate goal is that we did make this short film that will live on its own. And we hope that that has success at film festivals and things like that. Whatever trajectory shorts go to, we, we hope that it has that, but we also want to use it as a pitching tool for Mm -hmm. a show. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Do you want to tell people who may not know what likeness is about?
2: Sure. It's kind of hard to explain. I, uh, and I haven't worked on my pitch for it. This this is your practice space. (laughs) Practice space. Okay. I would say, the best way to describe likeness, it's a story with, uh, about a woman who um, has early onset Alzheimer's and it's um, she has an estranged relationship with her daughter and it's about their story and dealing with that diagnosis. We're attempting to tell a story that doesn't just make it a death sentence, like we're, we're trying to... Have it be a story of an opportunity to form a bond in a way that wouldn't have otherwise happened. That the disease actually brings them closer rather than tearing them apart and ruining their lives.
0: That's beautiful. That's, that's gonna be a powerful story. Yeah. Was this awesome. your um, first time writing or had you written before? Yeah, and- it's my first time first writing. First time, oh, yeah. How, how did you like
2: the process? Love. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to do it again. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You're like, I, there's
1: I, control here. <laughs> oh, my
2: gosh. I, I mean, yeah. I I feel like a fool in a way for not having started to write earlier. Oh, okay. Because it – well, in a way, I, I do also wish I could just – I, I was just writing for no reason and just for creative purposes. Mm-hmm. I, I did, I think English was always my best subject in school. And my mom always said that I should write more. And I just was so, I got caught up in all the arts and yeah. people and yeah. that I kind of forgot this avenue. And, and now I, I just realize wow, there's so many stories to tell. I, I, I should just start writing without
1: having too much on it and see what mm-hmm. happens and
2: yeah really cool yeah.
1: <laughs> um so we've got some twitter questions from you hey. from twitter Who cool yes. old twitter yeah. um, you, know, you were new to
0: that I, I used to be new to yeah but like a
1: pro veteran <laughs> the people want to know yeah
0: Let's see. Uh, at Media Musings asks, I know she gets this one a lot, but can you ask her what it was like to be not on not just one but two iconic shows? By that I mean the LBD and Bones. Oh, and congratulations on getting engaged. Aww, thanks. <laughs> what was it like to be on while we answered L- LBD? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bands, bones and Big Bang Theory, yeah. very iconic shows, very well known shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I mean, it was awesome. I miss <laughs> it very much. I am not employed right now, so it's it to go. It's it's so interesting when you're in that you know it's going to end, and you try not to think about it ending, and you try not mm-hmm. to think about what's next. You try to just really soak in what's happening. So I really did my best to try to just enjoy, enjoy, and soak it in while it was happening. Um, But it was amazing. I learned so much um, because, you know, it's it's not that uh, anything is any better of an experience. It's just all different. So an independent uh, filmmaking and an independent show like Lizzie Bennett with no budget. (laughs) (laughs) We were making eight episodes in a crowded apartment with no air conditioning and supplying our own wardrobe, doing our own hair. You know, I mean, but there was something very fun in a way yeah. about that, yeah, like, yeah. you're all in it together, no one's in a trailer by themselves in that process, you're <laughs> yeah. all there, and there's, it's, it's collaborative in that way, but I'm not gonna lie, it's amazing to be on Bones and Big Bang and, and, and get air-conditioned room, and,
0: <laughs> um, and
2: get to, I, I will say this, in, in all sincerity, my favorite thing that I, my favorite job on the, like, huge sets is the set design, not that I didn't also love it on Lizzie Bennett, but what it I mean the the dead body details oh,
0: interesting. on bones. Yeah. It's
2: insane what these people make. You know? And the the details of the bones then when they're on the platform and we're looking at the, the scrapes that we're talking about, the, the fractures. I mean it is a legitimate that is the type of fracture it is. Oh
0: wow. There's so, so much that goes into these of detail. details. Yeah.
2: There was an onset expert named Donna on bones that my very first day, she taught me how to take off my latex gloves the way that you're supposed to oh. to avoid contamination and so i was just practicing that during <laughs> in between takes and, yeah. and um and it, we always consulted her with any questions we had regarding what we were talking about um mm-hmm. with all the forensic
0: that is a little stuff. more high pressure of like we want to get this right, right? <laughs> yeah. people are watching it you medical yeah.
2: professionals are watching it because they love they love it and and they they're gonna know if it's wrong same yeah. with big bang they have a consultant who gets all the math right. That's all on the boards. And, oh, okay. uh, and, yeah, and, like, comes up with little jokes along the way like, only, like, the scientists and the mathematicians will get. But, like, it's cool. it's funny. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Math. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was um, life-changing, really. Yeah. All of it. Everything in its own way shaped where I am today.
0: Yeah. So. Um, at... Really? Bat3Pern asks does she drink tea or coffee and what kind I do get asked this. Um, <laughs> I don't drink coffee
2: at all it makes me oh, sick wow. okay yeah I know sad I love the smell of that I used to work as
1: barista mm. it's torture <laughs> would people be like what do you recommend and you're like not this <laughs> none of it
2: <laughs> Um, And then with tea, I mean, I like a variety of tea. Um, I like, you know, a good English breakfast. I
1: like uh, chai tea.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) yeah. What do you think Jane's favorite tea would be?
2: did Did we say this on the show?
1: There there was like a mention Earl Grey. Was there an Earl Grey? I feel like she. There was this raspberry zinger mention. There was like I feel like she had her teas for different occasions. She did. She had like mood teas, right? Like like, this is
2: gonna help you feel better. Teas. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lizzie said this one (laughs) exactly. (laughs) At Sarah Michael says Snickerdoodles is my favorite episode of all time on the series. I refer to it a lot in real life. It never ceases to make me cry. And I'd love to know how was it to actually film that episode.
2: That was Oh. I mean, it really, you know, um, by that time, what was so nice was we just really did almost feel like sisters when we were in those scenes. It was very easy to work with Ashley and Mary-Kate and Julia when I got to, you know, everybody that I got to be in it, scenes, it's, um, everyone was so there for one another. And it felt, I, I always feared, and I still kind of do when there's this expectation to have to cry By then we were so immersed in the story ourselves that I was devastated and it it, it came easily Mm -hmm. because it just felt it was sad.
0: We really didn't see jane be that vulnerable before either so yeah. it was just like such a cathartic moment yeah and i
2: think there's something to this like trying to act like everything's okay yeah. ultimately does make you break down even harder mm. um because it's gonna come out and i think that it was expertly written in that way that of course she would be like everything's fine i'm totally fine. <laughs> I,
0: I am totally great yeah. <laughs> oh no poor jane <laughs> But on to happier things. Um, <laughs> at Grosh Helbig asks or says, Hi, Laura, congratulations on your engagement. Yeah. What do you think Jane's perfect wedding would look like? And slash, what do you think her engagement would look like? How would Bing do it? <laughs> How would b- Bing propose to Jane? And then what would the, the wedding their look like? wedding look like?
2: Well, I think everyone wishes he would propose with a private camera on. Um, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it wouldn't be that much different from what happened with me where um, my fiancé proposed to me in the privacy of our home hmm. and it was it was on our three-year anniversary and oh. he had been very romantic by wearing the sweater he had been wearing the night we met and oh, he took wow. me all the places that we had gone in the beginning of our relationship. And I, I kind of feel like it wouldn't be that dissimilar. No. Yeah. Did you um, see it like, coming
1: when he did all those nice things? Wow.
2: Everyone has thought, they're like, oh, come on. <laughs> well, I guess and it was your
1: anniversary. It was our so.
2: anniversary. And honestly, it was so romantic. And I'm like, who does this? This is amazing. It's so <laughs> sweet. And I was so caught up in it. And just already on cloud nine with him being really thoughtful. And then it was just icing on the cake. When we got home, he had secretly put out this wine and some glasses uh-huh. and, this is the non-elegant part of the story, but I had to pee really bad, and I had said that <laughs> when we got into the house, and I was like, I have to pee really bad, and I'm on my way to the bathroom, and I see the wine, and I'm like, wait, what? And I turn around, and he's getting down on me. Oh, it's
1: <"That's> perfect. <laughs> he's like, before you do <laughs> that. Yeah,
2: he's like, well, just one more thing. And, I mean, but, you know, I my brain obviously was not thinking I'm about to be proposed to. Obviously, when I saw the wine glass, I thought, oh, something's about to happen. What? And, and it was perfect. I mean, oh, so, I it, but I... I really love that it wasn't, you know, I didn't have friends that popped out of the bushes, you know. <laughs> like, you know. Um, Photographers. And, and I feel like in Jane's world, like, Lydia would be so pissed that she didn't get to be there to document oh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that it would be kind of private and, yeah. and the uh, announcement. You know, I, I think it wouldn't be that dissimilar from how we've gone about it.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, great. yeah. Because like,
2: yeah. I took, like, film photos and we, like, posted, I posted a picture oh. after it had been developed. So I didn't tell everybody right away. When I got, you know, we got to be engaged for like a week before. Oh, nice! Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel like Jane would do the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think it. so. That checks out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you, other than likeness, do you have any upcoming projects you want to share?
2: Plug, um, I mean, talk wh- about? likeness is what um, my my that's that's where my heart is right now. And then it's pilot season, so. That would be nice if mm-hmm. something came from that, but the odds of that are just—you you can't bank on that. And you, ha- I, I've kind of finally come to this realization that it almost feels like when I was in college. When so, whenever I joined the, the acting program, I actually didn't get cast in any of the shows that oh, the, the school was doing um, for three semesters, which feels like eternity in yeah. college. And, yeah. um I mean, seriously, it's like, and so. All my, and all my friends were getting cast and I never, obviously that was very frustrating, but I never let that stop me from performing in some way. So mm-hmm. every opportunity to perform was my moment that I took very, very seriously. So even our class scenes, I would just mm-hmm. dive right in. And that was the, t- I was just living for any moment to be on some stage, even if it was like a tiny platform in a classroom. And I, uh, my work benefited from that and, and that's sort of my mentality right now in pilot season of like okay I have five minutes in a room to get to be this character yeah that's great if, if that's all that happens okay and I am gonna do it the best and have the most fun while I do it and let that be enough and um that's been it's very been very helpful hmm. um because it's easy to get not in that brain and be very like oh god how am I gonna this needs to work yeah <laughs> yeah Um, but no, I, I think, and and it's really helpful to have likeness right now to, um, not distract, but to have something that really matters to me so that I'm not just like kind of waiting around for somebody else to give me a job. Mm -hmm. Um, I have something that I'm working on and like you said, I I have other ideas that I'd like to write. I, nothing's like as far along as likeness is, but everything's sort of percolating and just have other interests along the way. Dance classes, and, I
0: don't know, <laughs> drum <Yeah>. lessons. <laughs> oh, awesome. Really? Are you? Yeah, doing yeah. Oh, I awesome.
2: I kind of stopped because we adopted a dog, and she's oh. terrified of everything. Oh so no. <laughs> we had to, Not the drums. But uh, no, it's it been like I said. I have a lot of interest in the arts in general, and it's very helpful to just go do other things that aren't tied to money and making money and that thing.
0: Just go be creative for creative sake and yeah. learn yeah. a new trade. It's very, very feeling yeah. good That's I legit awesome. almost signed up for a drum class and I'm, I'm going to Wait, <laughs> yeah where um I forget what it's called it was like they offer a free class for their first lesson cool so and it's not far from my work so I like I'm like I'll do it eventually <laughs> but yeah do it
2: yeah I recommend it. it's just
0: fun yeah did, yeah you, yeah do you take Have you played another musical instrument? Yeah, I did, like, piano lessons for seven years and, like, middle school band, that whole thing. But, like, yeah, having (laughs) some kind of creative outlet is always nice. Yes, absolutely. Oh, highly recommend.
1: <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> doing drum lessons. <laughs> <laughs> we can be a band. Oh my yes. all, all, drums, drums, all drums. drums and that's it. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. They're like, <laughs> we're no, they have to have one more instrument. Nope, it's just drums. And <laughs> we're just
0: the Blue Man Group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. nothing wrong with that. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you thank so you. much yeah, for thanks for having time. me. It's yeah. really great. <laughs> That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Pemberley. And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon
1: page at patreon.com slash The Pemberley, or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, the thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show.
0: Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.